Now I have a word that I want to share with us tonight that God put in my heart. It's been my custom, and it's always my custom before I talk to the people about God. I always like to talk to God about the people. And so the word that he gave me uh, evidently has got to be in season because he gave it to me to share with you. So I want to call your attention to the book of Isaiah chapter number 14. I'll be as brief as I can. Notice I say as I can. Okay, in the book of Isaiah, chapter number 14. Okay, is everybody there? And I'll be, I'll be using the King James version of the Bible. I'm old school. I still have a flip-flop phone, so everything. And so I'm old school all the way. As a matter of fact, I was in the gym one night, and uh, somebody had recently taken somebody's phone, cell phone, and, um, and I say, shucks, man, I better hide my phone. So I was getting ready to work out, so I put my phone in my shoes. Guy walked by me. He said, Pastor, they ain't going to bother that one. <laughs> I said, okay, no big deal with me. It still works. Okay. Yeah, but I, I have a word that I want to share. I, I'm not going to turn to a lot of scriptures, but I, I have a word that I want to really share with us. Uh, tonight, I believe it'll help you like it has helped me. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm still under God's maintenance. I have not arrived. I count not myself to be there right now, but I'm, I'm really striving to be better every year. And this is a good time to start, you know, the new year off. And so I want to read from Isaiah chapter 14. I'm looking at verse 12. I'll stop at verse number 15. Okay, Isaiah chapter number 14. I'm starting with verse 12. The words say, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cast down to the ground, who this weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also in the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. And verse 15 says, Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell. To the size of the pit. I have a really unusual subject tonight. I'm more deal with doctrine, but I have an unusual subject tonight that I want to share with you all, but I hope it get the message over to each of us. I want to talk to you about solving the eye problem. Okay, didn't get it. Okay, um, I want to act tonight as an ophthalmologist, however you call that word. Uh, how you say it? Ophthalmologist. Okay, say it, say, it, say it real loud for me. Ophthalmologist. I thought that's what that was. Okay. Okay. But anyway, uh, you know, that's what I, I want to share with you as a person that's going to examine your eyes tonight. And uh, you say, where did you get your degree? Where the mechanic got his from? Under the shade tree. Okay. But I want to, I want, I want to examine the eyes tonight. I want to do an eye examination. And I'm not talking about the EYE. I'm talking about the ninth letter in the English alphabet, I. Some people might say, I don't have an I problem. I want to I say that based on my understanding of people in life, that I think all of us to a certain degree have an I problem. Okay? And so, so this is, is not to condemn any of us. It's just to help us. I've had to deal with mine, and you've had to deal with yours. So let's see how clearly... We see tonight, and, and see I. That's the somebody say. Well, my, my problem is not I; it's me and my. Well, me, my, and I wear the same size shoes, 
They sleep in the same bed. They drink out of the same cup. They drive the same vehicle. It's still you. I is a very dangerous word. If you want to call the word, don't really have to call the word. But it's kind of dangerous in a sense when you start thinking about I. Thinking about I. You spell sin, S-I-N. You spell lie, L-I-E. Am I helping anybody so far? <laughs> you spell pride, P-R-I-D-E. That, that's where I spell it. You spell blind, B-L-I-N-D. And there's an eye problem in the body. Every year I have an annual and I have my eyes checked. And uh, it's okay, I can still see what I need to see. But this is what I want to do right now. I want to check your eyes to see how well your eyes are. Because it's so easy to make it all about me that's still alive. Seems like there's nobody going through what I am going through. You know, everybody go through like circumstances. It just depends on how you handle your circumstances. Some people wear the circumstances on their face. And some people just, just know how to cover up. But the problem with I is really pride. That's the real problem, pride. Now, there's a good side of pride. Just like a corn. For legal tender, you have to have a head and a tail. And so there's a good side of pride. The good side of pride is that you have self-respect for yourself. You don't just go out in the public looking any kind of way. You know, you, you pull your britches up. You know, you go out looking decent. That's self-respect. You need, and we need self-respect. The day has, you know, I'm, I have problems sometimes going to the gym. I, I, I've learned how to stay focused. But sometimes people come to the gym, I'm trying to figure if you're trying to work out with eyelashes, powder on your face or whatever you call that stuff, you know, real tight. I don't see how you can move it so tight, you know what I mean? And so, so you got to have some self-respect, you know. So that's the good side of pride. But the bad side of pride is when you get to a place where you feel like it's all about you. So let's see if we can come with these verses of Scripture. I want you, even though I, I read uh, from Isaiah 14, and uh, most of our time is, I'm going to come back right here, but I want you, if you would, I want you to turn to Proverbs chapter number 6 for me. Proverbs chapter number 6. I'm using, like I said, I'm using the King James Bible. Your pride is a real tough thing to deal with, and uh, we, we all have it. And see, you can tell you have it when you start bragging about how humble you are. If you're bragging about your humility, you're full of pride. And I think all of us have a degree of it. And if you deny that you have it, that's pride denying it. Okay? Okay, now watch this. I want you to look at Proverbs chapter number 6. Okay, if I can never get there. Okay, I'm, I'm almost there. I'm, I still use the pages. I know you got technology. You can get there a lot quicker than me. Uh, you're going to have to wait until I get there. Okay, 
Okay, I'm there now. Okay, now watch this. Okay, I'm in Proverbs chapter number 6. I'm looking at verse 16. The words say, There of these six things does the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto the Lord. And, and watch what he starts off with, verse 17. I just want to apart these first three words. A proud look. Now, now watch this here. On the very top of God's hate list, pride is on the very top. You know why pride is on the very top? I don't know if you thought about it or not. But if there had been no pride, there would be no devil. There would be no devil. Because pride actually showed his face in Satan, or actually he was Lucifer, and it got started in heaven. Just think about that. If, if it wasn't no devil, then maybe Eve would not have eaten from the fruit off the tree. Pride will make you make a fool out of yourself. You know you're hungry, somebody offering you bread, you say, no, I'm fine. <laughs> I used to be like that. If I'm hungry, ask me, to eat, ask me now, do I want something? <laughs> I go for seconds. And I'm not saying I'm the most humble person because there are times in my life when certain things happen and I have to consider, is this an area of pride? You know, self-respect is good. But an over-exalted opinion of yourself is not from the Lord. It's not from the Lord. Now watch, I want to go to one other scripture and then I'm coming back and I'm, I'm going to try to be homoletically correct. I'm going to try to preach like I have a little sense tonight. Okay? But I want you to turn... From this part, I want you to turn to Proverbs chapter number 6. Proverbs chapter number 6. Okay. You already in Proverbs, right? Okay, I'm the one that left and came back. Okay, I want you to see verse number. Okay, that ain't the one I want. Okay, let's see. What, what, did, what do I want? Okay. Uh, let, me, let me give it to you like this here. Oh, shucks. Can I just give it to you and I don't turn to the scripture? You probably know where it is. It says, pride Go before destruction. Oh, I know where it is. It's in Proverbs 16. Watch verse 18. Turn over there. You see verse 18? Now, let me, let me, let me ask a question right quick, and this is going to be real personal, but you don't have to respond to it. Is there anybody here that don't have pride to a certain degree? Okay. I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to. Okay, let me help you. I have to deal with pride. I do. Anybody else have to deal with pride? See, some of y'all lying right now. Because <laughs> you know what? We all have to deal with it. If you always got to have the last word, where do you think that come from? Yeah, but I tell you what, uh, I wouldn't. See, pride will make you try to win the fight. It ain't about winning the fight. It's about saving your marriage. Okay, do you hear me now? Okay, so, so now watch this here. And I'm going to show us, I want to show us how to solve the pride problem. I don't know if I even gave you the subject, but that's my subject. Did I give it to you? You know, you get older, you don't, you don't, you, re, you repeat stuff and sometimes you forget stuff. So, uh, did I give it to you? Okay, okay, then, uh, okay. Did I give it to you? I, I, I give it, did I give it to you? You got it. Okay. <laughs> Just want to alert you. Okay. Now, now listen to this. L listen to this. The word says, pride go before destruction and a hearted spirit before the fall. Before fall. Now, here's, here's what I heard. I heard about 
two birds and a frog. You want to hear the story? I'm going to tell it anyway. Anyway, two birds and a frog happened to be in the same area at the same time. Two birds and a frog. And it was very cold. And so now what's happening is that the birds decide we're going south because it's warmer down south. Well, the frog said, I want to go too. They said, you don't have no wings. You can't fly. Say, well, but I got an idea. The frog said, let's take that stick right there. And you hold, told the birds, you hold one end and the other bird hold one end and let me hold in the middle. And guess what? It worked. So you see two birds flying and a frog holding on the stick in the middle. And they get close to down south, so they're down south now, right? And a farmer and his wife is out, you know, working in the field, and they look up and they see a frog with two birds flying overhead. And the man said, my goodness, I wonder who thought of that? That frog said, ah, boom. He opened his mouth. And he let go. And he came low. You follow me? So he he had to be the one to say, I came up with the idea. But if he had kept his mouth shut. It's just a point that's that's trying to be made right here. Okay? That that pride goes before destruction. And a Holy Spirit before the fall. Now, Now, if we have identified the fact that everybody in here is subject to pride. It's going to be a real short message, so you better catch it while, while it's going. It's going to be short. I, I might be through the next 10 minutes or 15 or 20, 30. You just never know. Uh, so you better catch it while I'm going, right? Okay. Real simple lesson. Real simple lesson. But you got to be, you gotta be honest with yourself. And I'm honest with myself. I've learned how to be transparent. And I've, I, I've discovered that when I'm true and I, I'm honest with God, I get results. But if I quit lying to myself... God knows my heart. You understand that? So if you want to go to the next level, if you want to get to the point and be all that God, you don't have to, you don't have to, you know, put somebody else down so you can elevate yourself. You don't have to do that. You, you, hey, you can be out in the field all by yourself and God will say, okay, uh, go get David. See, it's the Lord. He is the one. See, promotion coming neither from the east nor the west nor the south. God is the judge. He put it down one. And he set it up another. Okay. Now, now watch, watch this because I want to make, make a point right here. So then how then do I solve the eye problem? How do I solve? I mean, I got the eye problem, right? Do you want to know how to get it solved? How do you solve the eye problem? It has a lot to do with how you see yourself. Has a lot to do with how you you see. Okay, let's see if we can do this, and, and I'm gonna stay right here. In, in the, I'm going back to Isaiah. I'm gonna stay right there. I, I ain't going no further than, than Isaiah, but I want to help us to to solve the eye problem. But now it's not gonna do you any good if you deny that you have it. You probably say, "I'm, I'm humble." You know, I be kidding with my wife sometimes, and I tell her, "I say, you know what? 
they don't come more humble, no more humble than me. I'm about as humble as they come. I'm joking. Because if you think you're that humble, then God got an easy way of testing you. And you realize that you're full of pride. Okay? Now watch this. Now make sure everybody's back in Isaiah because that's going to be the next time I look at the scripture. But I'm going to walk up there in just, just a little bit. And Pastor Adam said, oh, that makes you think that I'm a, almost a little black Billy Graham. I, you know, <laughs> that's why I don't, I don't like long introductions because when you give long introductions, people be expecting you to hit it, man. And so, and so I didn't come to hit it. I just really came with a very simple message. And I really don't preach for a response. I really don't. I, I thank God for people who do respond. And uh, I would like to know at least that, that I'm communicating. Uh, when I was in the military, we was, uh, I was on post one night, and there was a guy every night. Uh, you know, he, has, he, he, he was talking to his, his, his woman, whatever his relationship was with her. You know, he was talking. I said, man, and I ain't even had nobody right then. And, uh, and he was talking to her, and he was saying such sweet things, and, and it's like she was saying things back to him. I'm saying, wow, man, this guy good. But this was before they, you know, they got rid of the landlines. So one night, one guy just decided he's going to pick up and eavesdrop. And he was talking to a dial tone. <laughs> and I just want to make sure I'm not talking to a dial tone. <laughs> okay? So, so y'all, do y'all hear me? Okay, all right now. Okay. Because um, if I try to impress you, now that's an element of pride, so I'm not trying to impress you, but I really want you to get this message. Now, now watch this. How, how then do you solve the eye problem? I won't tell you how. Gonna sound crooked. You gotta become cross-eyed. Guy said, uh, "Man, why he, why they gotta keep looking at me?" I say, "Man, he looking at all of us." <laughs> yeah, he, but that ain't the cross-eyed I'm talking about. All right, cross-eyed. If you got a problem with pride. In these next five or ten minutes, God is going to show you how to solve the eye problem. I'm talking about the ninth letter of the English alphabet. The ninth letter. First of all, in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9, don't turn there because I'm just going to give you some and then I'm coming right back here. In Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9, the words say, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels. For the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. If you're writing, if you want to write the scripts down, you can write them. But if you try to put them up on the screen, I might be through by the time you get them up. Okay? But I want you to hear the word. Okay? You're well taught here, so I don't have to try to, you know, reinvent a wheel here. You got a rolling wheel right here. Okay? So, but we see Jesus. In other words, to become cross-eyed, number one, you got to see Jesus. That's what the Hebrew writer is saying. And the reason why he's saying that because the temple had not been destroyed in Jerusalem at the time. And there were people still going in taking animal sacrifices. And every time they taking a sacrifice, it was almost like, you know, doubt in the minds of those believers who had come to know Jesus Christ as Messiah or Savior. And so, so the Hebrew writer said, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. So, so, so number one, if you're going to become cross-eyed and get rid of the, the pride thing, 
Yeah, I mean, you have to deal with it for the rest of your life, but at least you cock it. You got to become cross-eyed. So the first thing you want to do, you want to look at the front of the cross. When you look at the front of the cross, what you see, especially if you're all from a distance, according to 2 Corinthians 5, 21, the words say, for he has made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God through him. So the first thing you see, you see the front of the cross, and the front of the cross says that God is showing his hatred for sin and his love for the sinner by allowing his son to be put on that cross and beaten, crucified to such a degree until his visage was beyond that of looking like a human. That's the front of the cross. And then you have to go around to the back of the cross. When you go to the back of the cross, you hear Isaiah saying, who has believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed for he shall grow up before as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He has no form, no comeliness. And when we shall see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with me. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteem him not. But he says, surely he is born our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. And here it is. And he was wounded. For our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement for our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we're here. That's the back of the cross. And then you have to look at the top of the cross. Where the crown of thorns were on his head. When the word in the Galatians said. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. For it is written. Cursed is everyone that hanging on the tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Through Jesus Christ. So that's the top of the cross. Oh, you're becoming cross-eyed. And then you go around and you come to the very side of the cross. And according to Romans chapter 9, uh, they came to the side of the cross. When they came to the side of the cross, when you look at the side of the cross, you see where, where a spear went into the very side of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe it went through his side, under his ribs, and into his heart, and the blood and water came out. See, when you become cross-eyed, you look at the front of the cross. Look at the back of the cross. You look at the top of the cross. You look at the side of the cross. Now you're becoming cross-eyed. And actually, when you talk about the cross, you're talking about Jesus Christ. Now watch this here. And, I, and I'm coming to a close. Now if, if you go back to the text that we just read, gave you, now watch this here. And I'm almost done. I hope I ain't disappointing you getting through so quick. But I want you, is anybody disappointed? I can add a few minutes. Okay, okay. Now, now watch this. Um, I want to go back to the text in Isaiah. Now watch this. In verse number 13, the word said again, for thou hast said in thine heart, I will. He says it five times, I will. No, I will. Not thy will. I will. And you know, every time a person rejects Jesus Christ, you know what he's saying? He's saying, not your will, but my will. Every time a person hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, that how he died, how he shed his precious blood, how he was wrapped like a mummy and laid in Joseph's brand new tomb, and how God raised him from the dead, and how he has presented himself to be savior to lost humanity. And every time a person rejects that message and that opportunity, they say, not your will, is my will. But in that final day, that final judgment, 
namely the white throne judgment. When all the wicked and the ungodly stand before the Lord that day, the Lord will say, not my will, but thy will. See, your will has a lot to do with, with everything. So sin got started in the heart of Lucifer, who was an angel. I mean, I mean, he was sort of like a high-ranking angel. And so, so he says in, in that verse, verse 13, he says, For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. He said, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. He said, I will sit also in the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Verse 14, knows all these I will. He said, I will ascend above the high clouds. He said, I will be like the most high. And he thought that he could actually accomplish that. But he didn't know who he was dealing with. He was dealing with the most high. And so watch what happens. He says, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the size of the pit. Now watch what you have right here. What you have right here is a servant that wants to be God. And guess what happened? He gets kicked out. And one day he'll find himself being thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone. Okay? But now here is God himself in humanity. 1 Timothy 3.16 And without controversy, greatest the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. So what do you have in Jesus? In, in, in Lucifer, you have a servant that want to exalt himself. And guess what happened? He ended up on the very bottom. See, listen to me. If you want to get anywhere, you can't get there without God. If you get there on your own, let me tell you something, it's up to you to keep yourself there. But now watch this. Watch now Watch now God in humanity. Just got through talking to the church about that. God in humanity. We were just talking about the doctrine of docetism where, where they say Jesus didn't have a body. Well, he had a body. He definitely had a body. And it was necessary for him to have that body. But now watch this here. In his body, guess what you have? You have God who becomes a servant. You had Lucifer who wanted to be like God. And he got brought down. But listen to what the word of God says. And I'm closing, man. Don't be disappointed. I, I'll, I'll come back if you want me to. But listen, listen to how we close the message out. In Philippians chapter 2, 5 through 11, the word says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a, watch this, of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. But watch this here. And the word say, wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, of things in earth, of things under earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let me tell you something. You don't have to try to make a way for yourself. Let me tell you something. He's already made the way for you. All you got to do is just humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And guess what he'll do? He'll exalt you in due time. It's the law of promotion coming not from the east nor the west. Nor the, but God is the judge. He puts down one and he sets up another. 
So I want to encourage you tonight as I close in this short Baptist message tonight. Be honest with yourself. You see pride rising up in you, I'm telling you. Man, man let me tell you something. It's painful. You know, I, I was telling somebody not long ago, and this is the, the, the God, the honest truth. One of the, the greatest things that I have learned in the, the years that I've been, been pastoring at Great New Zion, one of the greatest things that I have learned, and I have not learned any, any lesson greater than this, is that I've learned how to die. I know why Paul said I die daily. And you can only be crucified one time. So I don't live a crucified life because I have to keep going back to the cross. But I live a life reckoning myself to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ, my Lord. So it's a painful thing to have to admit that I was wrong. It's a painful thing to say I blew it. And I'm going to tell you something as I come to the close. I ain't going to say it but one more time, then I'm going to do it for real. I don't like to be wrong, but sometimes I am. And there have been times when I knew I was wrong and pride says, no, don't give in to that. And I tell you what, your spouse will test, test you. They will really test you. Because they be with you, well, they should be with you more than anybody else. And it would really test you. Because we are so different. God has made the male and the female so different. And we don't, always, we don't always see things eye to eye. That's why I don't believe in same-sex marriages, and I ain't going to stop preaching it. You know? You know, I, I'm not going to stop preaching that. And, and at the same time, I, I, and, I, I, and I talk to people. I'm not homophobic to people that, that uh, what you call, guess. matter of fact, the first transgender person I met was in, when I was in Germany. If y'all let me tell the story here, you want to hear it? I, I'll tell it if you want to hear it. Okay. The first transgender person I met when I was in Germany. And I went to Lassenhausen. I just got out of high school and, and got, got, got orders to go to Germany. And I was in Germany. I went to a place called Lassenhausen. And I went in there. I, I, I saw stuff I ain't never seen before in my whole life. <laughs> and, and I met a lady in there named Josephine. And Josephine was a blonde who had, had been changed from a man to a woman. I didn't know they did it way back there. But yeah, that, that's what happened. I didn't know that time Josephine wanted me to live with her. I was 18 years old, and I felt like I had it going on. <laughs> 18 years old, I, I was lean and mean. <laughs> and so, I, and so J- Josephine wanted to know if I wanted to live with her. And I went back to the base that day, and I told them guys, I said, man, I said, man, I, I went to Lawson Housing, and uh, a chick down there wanted, wanted me to move in with her. They said, what was her name? I said, Josephine. <laughs> they started laughing. <laughs> they said, Josephine, I've been through everybody on the base. And so I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not hateful of people who are transgender. You understand what I'm saying? But I cannot go against the word of God. And I cannot punk out, if you let me say that. I ain't, ain't going to do that just because you want to threaten to sue me or whatever. Let me tell you something, can, if I can talk to you right quick. Uh, this is the first. I ain't going to even say I'm finished. Quit. But that right to marriage law. And I know a lot of people hear this, but if you, if you don't like what I'm saying, just text me. See if I get it on that flip-flop. <laughs> Go right ahead. And just text me. Put all your hate stuff on there you want to. Because this is one brother right here ain't going to shut up. 
He ain't going to shut up. But it was one of the worst things that our president did to sign that bill and to make it worse than that to put on their, you know, protection for racial, I mean, what do you call it, interracial marriages? Interracial marriages ain't never had no problems. Ain't nobody ever called that to be immoral. But same sex is marrying each other is immoral. And I'm telling you something, it's spreading all over the world. And I want you to know this is a good sign that we're in the end times. I don't know how much you keep keeping up on current events, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I love Bible prophecy. Uh, I, I love doctrine. I really have a problem when it comes to just practical stuff, but I'm getting better. But do you know right now we are in a place where Christ could actually come at any time? We don't know when he come because date setters or upset us. But one thing I do know for sure is that this very well, based on the knowledge I have and the study that could very well be the generation to see the return of Messiah. Do you know right now in Israel, they are making plans to rebuild a third temple? Right now in Israel. And in Israel right now, they have a guy, uh, I don't even want to try to say the name, but he, you probably heard it. So I'm probably telling you what you've already heard. And they are saying that this man is pretty much... Um, stirring up more people than anybody since the days of the Lord Jesus Christ and the rabbis and all these people are saying that this man could very well be Messiah. Now the reason why I don't think he's going to be the false Messiah and they say he's doing miracles and all this kind of stuff. Um, I don't think he's going to be the Messiah because he's married and the Antichrist is going to be a homosexual. Well, he could be married and homosexual too, I guess. But, but I, but I, and I'm not, I don't care who the Antichrist is. I know who Jesus Christ is. So so I'm not looking for Antichrist. But I'm just trying to alert us that, you know, it's not time to be fist fighting and, and cutting each other down. It's time for the body of Christ to really pull itself together. Yeah. And for centuries, for centuries, I am, this time I'm, I'm going to say I'm for real. I ain't, I ain't lying this time. Now what? But, 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 it, but it, for centuries they have been trying to breed a red heifer. In, for Israel, for, the, for, the, for them, because as Christians today, we, what we're doing, we're waiting on the second coming of Christ. The Jewish people are still looking for the first advent. And so right now they have five red heifers they got out of Texas that's right now in Israel. Five. They got there somewhere in the last year, around about the month of September. Five red heifers. From the days of Moses all the way up to now, they've only, they've only sacrificed about nine. And they're saying that the next Messiah is going to make the tenth sacrifice, but they've got to build a temple. All this stuff is coming together rapidly. So it's no time for us to be spitting and fighting on each other. It's time now to share the word of God like you never shared it before because our redemption draweth nigh. And I'm not sad, and I won't be sad at all when the Lord descends from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God, and dead in Christ rise first. Then we who are alive are caught up together to meet him in the class. Man, it's going to be a shouting day. All I want to do is just get supper before I go, and I'm good to go. I'm good to go. Yeah, I, want, I, don't, I want to have one more chicken dinner before I go. But I'm telling you, but I, hey, I'm telling you we are living close on the edge right now. And I'm proud of Pastor Darl Adams. I'm proud of this church. Uh, I watch you all on YouTube. I'm not a preacher fighter, but I tell you what, I, well, I, don't, I don't go along with everybody, but I appreciate what you have here. You have more than just somebody in the pulpit talking to you. You know, you got somebody that's actually a pastor. 
that you can actually lay hands on, you can touch. Some of these guys, and I'm not being critical, but some of them, when they get through preaching, you don't see them no more. Okay? So you all are really blessed here at Elizabeth Baptist Church to have the pastor that you have. This is a great man. He could have been a football player. I'm glad he didn't make it because he would have been playing for Dallas Cowboys. And, um, and uh, he's he, he doing what he needs to be doing right now. You know, doing what he needs to be doing. But, but anyway, you know, I, I trust that you all, you know, receive what message that I share with you. It's real, real simple. And I think we all have to deal with it. But when you become cross-eyed, I guarantee you, it will deliver you from that pride, and we all have it. You're not going to get promoted as long as you're walking in pride. And if you get up there by yourself, you come down, okay? Jesus Christ humbled himself. He died, but watch what happened. God raised him from the dead, and now we have a great high priest that is passing to the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the word tonight. I pray every hear and heard. I pray every open heart receive. I gave them what you gave me, and I pray that, that you be pleased with what I shared in the way I shared in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.